Let us pray. Lord, help us to see the grace upon the cross. In Jesus' name, amen. Good Friday. We look upon the cross, and what do we see? We look at a picture, and in that picture there is the cross, and it's basically foreign to us. But we have seen that picture thousands of times. We have seen that scene played out even before Jesus got there. The cross, family and friends watching as a loved one is executed by a foreign power. It was the occupying force showing its authority. The Roman Empire had Jesus' death so common We don't like to admit it. We are so used to contemplating Jesus' death as unique and special. But it was a common death. And under the cross, we find a variety of humanity. The executioner, the guards, those who would gamble, the mourners, the friends, the disciples, the mother, the passerby, the innocent bystander. For the crosses of Rome were always in public places. Crucifixion was death, but it was also humiliation. It was also a warning that you might end up there too. So this picture, this scene, was played out thousands of times. But we remember one cross and one man. We stand under the cross and we try to understand what does this cross have for a meaning in our lives? What does this cross have meaning to death? And what does this cross have meaning to God? We as Christians have spent 2,000 years talking about the cross, puzzling over what's going on with this suffering and this word called atonement and the act of grace the power of love. Yet on that day, I do not think that Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene, or Mary, Jesus' mother, or the disciple, are really thinking about theology. Here in this moment, Here on the cross, they see pain and suffering of someone they love, and they are mourned for him. 
They seek to comfort him with their presence. And they may be wondering about the brutality of it all, the callousness of the soldiers, the hardness of the cross, the suffering of dying. And they may have been thinking about their own death, and they may have been full of fear by simply being there. All this time, 2,000 years, we too stand beside the disciple and the women. We all gather around this world, looking up at a cross and wondering, where is God when these terrible things take place? Where is God in this suffering? Where is God in the moment of death? Suffering and death is not foreign to us. We see the atrocities of what we do to each other. Events like concentration camps and killing fields and massacres and people being shot in our streets. We see the power of death as we watch our own loved ones die. So where is God? At the cross. So we stand under the cross. We hear the sayings of Jesus which come to us. And looking up from the cross, looking up into suffering, and we hear Jesus' words, I thirst. And we know that it is a man hanging on the cross. Where is God in all of this? And then we hear the words of Jesus referring to Psalm 22. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And we hear the emptiness that God is no longer there. But then we have to remember there's more to that psalm than forsaken. There is hope. For he did not despise or abhor the affliction of the afflicted. He did not hide his face from me, but when I cried to him, but heard when I cried to him. So under the cross... God does not leave his son forsaken in death. So there is hope, even in that cry of Psalm 22. To him indeed shall all who sleep in the earth bow down. Before him shall bow down all who go to the dust. And I shall live for him. Posterity will serve him. Future generations will be told about the Lord and proclaim his deliverance to a people yet unborn, saying that he has done it. 
in the cross, God is with us. He does not abandon us, neither in life nor in death. And so the hopefulness in the faith of death is heard. Jesus saying, Truly I say to you, you will be with me in paradise. Death is not the last word. There is more to come. We live on this side of death, but they have hope. Like in Psalm 139, If my make my bed in Shiloh, you are there. Our God is beyond death. Our God is beyond suffering. Our God is concerned about life. And so Jesus, as we look up at him from underneath the cross, we hear other words, words that talk about community. Woman, behold your son, behold your mother. God makes a commitment for new communities of life and hope. And it's a hope that is grounded in the reconciliation with God. And so Jesus says, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. So God is reaching out. Grace given to humanity. And Jesus is God's love made flesh. And so here is the story of a God who pursues humanity in love. And he does not leave his son in suffering. He does not leave you or me in suffering. Here is a God that does not act in violence, but in compassion and mercy and love and in grace. Here's a God that we meet, and we should not be afraid. And at the end of the story, we hear Jesus' death. It is finished. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. The cross is completed. The cross is changed. And so we stand under the cross and we look up. And what do we see? What do you see? The writers of the Gospels want us to know God's love for Jesus, God's love for creation, and God's love for us who live in community with God and with one another. And so we stand under the cross, and we look up, and what do we see? What do you see?